Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Lisa Peterson. How are you, Lisa? I'm great, thank you. I'm so happy that you 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 know honored us with your presence today on this show. Um, I, I'm so excited to learn more about what you do and allow you to kind of go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, so I'm a business strategist and money coach. I published a book recently uh, with St. Martin's Press called The Mindful Millionaire, and it chronicles my journey and teaches people how to improve their relationship with money. But I, just to give you a little background, because I think my story is unusual, and I like to point out the fact that I came from a home where we definitely struggled with money. My parents were not good with money. And so when I was young, I decided if I had a lot of money, then my life would be perfect and it would solve all my problems. And I'm sure you can imagine that that isn't quite the way that things turn out. But about 21 years ago, sadly, my dad was was killed by his ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend. Oh my God. And that, that began a very intense spiritual journey where for many years, I kept my career. I was working in corporate banking and marketing, and I had worked really hard to get to the top of the mm -hmm. pyramid. And that was happening at the same time that my dad was killed. And it, it was an interesting thing to kind of realize that the whole entire life that I had constructed was based on a lot of lies and not truths to myself about what made me happy. And it took several years, you know, 21 to be exact, to arrive at this moment where I am living this life that's filled with great joy and purpose and meaning. And I feel like I've found my calling, but I don't know if my dad had not been killed, I would have made the kind of pivot and turn that I made. And I think I am able to benefit a lot of people because of my very interesting, you know, experiences just over the years. And, and I love channeling that into business now uh, and money and people, a lot of times business owners are great at you know, making money, but they're not so great at keeping the money or knowing how to invest the money mm. or knowing how to take care of it. And I have an affinity for both. My husband and I have been building custom homes and have a company, nice. you know, doing that for the past 30 years. And then I've been dabbling in entrepreneurship since I was eight years old. So it's a fun combination to bring spirituality, money and business together. Yeah, it's amazing. It's spirituality. And something we say that, um, you could actually reprogram um, your mind with uh, emotional impact. Like, I'm so sorry to hear that it happened to you. Um, and a lot of people that face like 9-11, for example, they, they're, they're, they're programming, their paradigms can change. And then you take all of a sudden a dramatic shift in life, which you experience. And then the other way is that you actually get training to get it done. So there's two, and you unfortunately had to go through that way, but... If it didn't, who knew, you know, where where the situation would be? And I'm, I'm, again, I'm very sorry to hear this. And how long ago was this? This was... So 1999, so almost 22 oh. years ago. Yeah. So the person who did it, like everything, like they, they got caught and okay. Yeah. They did, yeah. And at the time, honestly, I was so wounded. I really pushed it to my brother and he went to the trial. Like I just blocked it out. And that was kind of a sign of how I dealt with things back then. Oh. It's like, I have a professional job. I can't deal with this, yes. you know, and I just pushed mm. it away. And 
you know, now I regret that I couldn't be more involved, but I understand that I just didn't have the emotional capacity back then, which is so funny because when people know me now, they're like, it's hard for them to know what I was like back then because I've yeah. changed so much. Yeah. And this book that you wrote is about basically getting into the right millionaire mindset to achieve it. Is that what it's about? Yeah. So the book is for two audiences, someone like myself who has focused a lot on money and then reached this point in time where they're like, is that all there is? Or I still worry about money no matter how much I have of it. So that was my story. And then the audience is also for people who have just never been able to figure it out with money. Like they're always struggling. They're always getting into debt. There's always like the fear of the shoe, mm -hmm. you know, the other shoe dropping kind of mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And so, so that is more like my parents. And so it's an interesting book in that I found in all my research about scarcity and abundance, I found that it's the same problems that cause us to do one or, or the other. And if I could create a process, which I did in the book, that walks people through the healing and the questions to ask themselves and the things that they can dive into, if they know they fall into either of those camps. And ultimately, it's not just about becoming like a millionaire with you know a certain number of zeros behind your net worth statement. It's about feeling like a million dollars, feeling like you mm. can create whatever you yes. want. Money may be really important to you and it may not be, but the empowerment, the yeah, mm. the empowerment is the, is the thing I want to show people. Yeah, and that's excellent. That's amazing that you do that because that's the whole purpose of, of I think, more and more people coming out as entrepreneurs that have that notion because we want to instill that in people that, you know what, you can change your belief system. You can get rid of all those limiting beliefs and all that because I'm telling you, you can achieve really anything you want if you kind of fix the internal what programming like what's going on inside and your book can actually make them achieve that by following steps that's amazing that you have like um actionable items as well in the book right yeah i taught the course that ultimately became the book with about 150 people all over the world you know in india in the uk in spain and I tested the concepts to make sure that it wasn't just like, if you're in the US, you'll understand this or in mm -hmm. Canada. And, and getting all that feedback allowed me to really tune into like, what's the most essential questions that we must ask ourselves if we wanna heal this stuff. And that's what came together. And, and it, it's a true testament because St. Martin's Publishing, uh, they're part of Macmillan. Like this is a professional published book that's really rare these days to have that kind of, I mean, this is five years in the making. I wrote about a million words to get to the 100,000 because I took it so seriously yeah, that if somebody's ready to make the change, you know, it's not for everybody. A lot of people do not want to do this stuff. Yeah. It is like the final frontier for a lot that. of people. Mm, no. <laughs> so I was like, only if you're serious is this, this yeah. is written for that audience. Because it comes down to desire too. You must have desire. That's a prerequisite for any change. But I noticed that as well. A lot of people, you know, they're, they're rushing and they're trying to find the newest strategy to make their business growth and all that but when you talk to them about these kind of things they're like uh no i don't want to make any changes you know i i think my parents did a good job everybody's there I'm, I'm, i think i'm good but in reality 
you know, it's, it's so hard to dictate parents and then grandparents and grand. It's so hard to know if everybody did the right thing for today, right? <laughs> and for you. So you should reprogram yourself internally for your actual desires, what you want to achieve. You can, like, I've seen quantum leaps in my life ever since I started studying me and, and, you know, reprogramming me inside that it just transforms everything. It's just, it feels so magical, so amazing. Right. Yeah. That's so fun to hear you say that. And I feel the same way. And I think coaching, you know, you see where people feel so broken down by life and so just, not having hope Mm -hmm. and especially in these times right now, like I've been working on myself for 21 years and there are days where I'm like, wait, what, you know, like, is this actually going to end? Because it feels like it's not, it's a big change. It's a huge change. And we're kind of being dragged behind COVID. Whereas when we just decide to make a change in our mindset and, and all we have to do really is say like, I want more. I don't know what that more is, but I want more for myself. Once you do that, you kind of drop away the fear of of what's going to happen next. And you focus Mm -hmm. on a new mission, which is like what might happen. Right. And and you got to be that way to have those like miracles fall into your lap. We don't realize that we actually did some work to create the space Uh, for the miracle to come in. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then, for example, what you mentioned about circumstances, a lot of people, you know, they live by the outside circumstances in instead of living from in out, you know, like all, you know, theology, science, they always say, like, live from inside out, you know, know what you or what you want inside, know what it is, feel it, know it, and you accomplish it, you believe it. And outside circumstances, you just look at them as objectively, right? You just look at them like, hey, you know what? This is happening, but I'm not going to emotionalize it. I'm going to deal with it. Emotionalization, I'm going to do what's happening inside. And that's where you start seeing that, that, that those transformations, in my experience. I, I completely agree. And I think many times people come into coaching and they they still do have that it's happening to me. Mm. And, and it, it's just such like I was there, you were there. Mm. Like it feels that way. You don't and you feel bad and you want to help. Like you feel bad, you know, you want to do something for them. Right. But <laughs> yeah. And I think just even hiring a coach who mm can be compassionate to the condition of like, I feel like a victim without even Mm. sometimes even saying that, you know, because it's so uncomfortable. Nobody wants to admit that they feel like a victim to life. Yes. But if you realize that it is a story you're telling yourself and that story is really old and it's totally ready to go, all you have to do is find maybe a partner, find a book, find a process, find something that allows you to start questioning just all those assumptions that you have. And and this is what I feel like this past 21 years has been for me. And just, I thought that I had, I, I didn't think that I could have a steady income if I was an entrepreneur because my parents were entrepreneurs growing up and it was really sporadic. And that was one of our problems. And I really resisted the idea of becoming a full-time entrepreneur because those stories were like, well, if that happened to them, then it's going to happen to me. Keeps you down. Totally. And, and I just 
beat up against it for like 14 years. And I mean, I'll, I'll share, this is a, another tragic thing, but like we reach these places in our mindset, my opinion, where we get it, we get to a ceiling and we can't go any further without a huge breakthrough, like seeing the whole world through a different set of, you know, glasses, if you will. And I had reached that point in 2013 and I turned down a position to move my family to Alaska to manage a billion dollar portfolio and take on like it was just my life was going to be set for forever. And it was a great group of people. It was my husband was super excited about moving to Alaska. I was a financial advisor at the time. And we got, we were getting all the details. I had signed the contract and one phone call, the, the, the man who I was going to ultimately report to said something like, you know, you aren't really good at making a decision. And what it was, was my daughter was getting ready to apply to college. And I have like a straight A student who was going to apply to some of the best colleges in the, in the country. And we needed to figure out what was going to happen to her chances if she just all of a sudden changed states. Like what was, what did that mean? Because she wanted to go to California universities and blah, blah, blah. And he told me, you aren't good at making decisions. And in that moment, I was like, I am not coming. I'm not coming. Like I could feel the control and the fact that my daughter is like number one, super important to me, even more important than my career, which was a big shift for me. Yeah. <laughs> and long story short, I, I told him no. And I went into a deep funk and it lasted two or three months because I was like, now what? And I was getting some health things uh, dealt with in my body and I had gotten some surgeries and, I was waiting for my doctor in December of 2013 and a man walked into my doctor's office and pulled out a very large gun and went on a shooting rampage when I was there. And you're, you're who? who, who my doctor, who my doctor's doctor? office, my, my doctor, Actual a doc patient, oh, patient came into okay, the okay. office, the doctor. <laughs> wow. a patient came into the office and ultimately he shot and killed my doctor and shot several other people. That is wow. Totally. And in you the moment, you were there? I was there. And in that time, I had an out of body experience. I didn't know. I didn't see my doctor get killed. I knew I've always had very intense psychic abilities. Like I didn't totally understand them back then, but I had had premonitions of weird things. And um, when it was happening, I left my body just like it's like intense fear, just like when people um, I think it's very similar, not the same as an as a uh, NDE, like, you know, near death experience. It felt that way. And in that time where I sort of looked at my whole life, I said to myself, if I live, I'm going to walk away from everything. I'm going to go start a business. I'm going to go do all the things that I've I've never given. It, it makes me emotional. And I just. Like I'm going to live. And I realized yeah. I wasn't living and it changed everything. And I, every day I think about my doctor and I'm like, I'm living for you because, you know, most people don't get an opportunity to yeah. do what you and I are doing where exactly. we're following our passion. Yes. And but we I want people decision. to, we do yeah, everyone that's the whole purpose. Yes. Totally. Everyone deserves yeah. to live yeah. freely. Everyone. everyone.
free, like true freedom, not like the freedom we talk about, right? Cautiously. We're talking about freedom from within. Um, it's a beautiful place once you reach it. Um, and I'm so, and the, the both, the things that happen in your life, such major shocks, I, I, I feel that there, there's always a reason for everything that happens, you know? So those things happen for you to be where you are today. It was like, a, it was necessary steps, you know? So, um, it's just uh, incredible. And you mentioned about the stories about, you know, individuals having these stories, right, about themselves. And we look at them like the, the, the five Fs, right? Like, you know, they have their faith stories, they have their family stories, they have their financial stories, they have their fitness stories, right? So these these stories, they have to, if they, if they kind of reverse those stories and not think of them, oh, I can never lose weight, I can never be fit, or I can never make more money, or I can never, once you replace those with, I can, I can do whatever I want, I'm limitless, I'm, in, you know, I'm, I'm infinite power, blah, 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 right? So if you're going through that, all of a sudden, when you're doing things, they feel easy, but you're making such huge quantum things happening, like, like I couldn't even imagine the people that I'm, I, I, I conduct business with, you know, like I can't even back there. I would never, my mind was all consciously was at, at a place where I would, I would only be able to limit myself in that frequency, if that makes sense. So now when you change it, all of a sudden you start getting opportunities, situations, people that you meet, everything starts shifting, which totally. feels like amazing. Right. Totally. I had a client who had been making a lot of money. Her and her husband have a company that was like over a million dollars in revenue and they weren't saving anything. And what we found out in working together was that she had had a, a mom who was so wired into a story about deprivation mm -hmm. to the point where she would buy, you know, like canned food rather than fresh. And there was no place of splurging and it was just feeling like always restricted. And so when she got to being a, in a place where she had money, she realized through our work together that she was trying very hard not to be like her mom. So spending money felt like it was helping her not holding on to it because it was like healing that thing inside of her mm -hmm. rather than noticing that her mom, she, she had just taught her a, not a healthy way to be with money because there's extremes. Like we're always yes. looking for the middle path. We're looking for not either extreme where we're depriving ourselves constantly of like not buying the things that we want and then also not buying everything that we can buy and not saving any money for the future and so the work allowed her to start saving money and say i'm a saver i'm a saver and it would be a little bit of money and then pretty soon it was a lot of bit of money and the next thing you know she was buying a house and now she's bought another house and it's amazing because the money was there. It just, the belief system kept mm -hmm. her from being able yeah. to hold on to it. Yeah, exactly. And her beliefs changed, her behavior changed, her, her, her mind's physical instrument changed. It started acting differently, started making difference. So it was, it was bound to happen. That was great that she realized it, right? And that it's so simple. I think we make things really, really complicated yeah. with money and it doesn't need to be. No. No, that's so true, Lisa. Like we overcomplicate things. We make it so hard. Like business, 
overall is not supposed to be hard, but it's just that we've been programmed. Like my parents, I remember that I said, you got to be working a lot of hours. You got to be working hard and you got to be like really, really on point every day. And that's how you're going to be successful. And, and, you know, work hard, work hard, work hard. That was the thing in our, in our thing. Right. So, but in reality, it's, it's really work smart. Like you just have to, you have to have clarity of mind. You know, now I know, but I've been, I remember spending like, pretty much hours a day like that and, and chaotic, chaotic mind and trying to achieve so much, you know, I'm trying to say, I'm going to do so much today. I'm like, I was so like excited consciously. Like I was so excited every day I'm going, going, but the results weren't matching. Like it was a hit and miss. Right. But now I know if I look back, I can tell what happened back then. I had no idea. And that's what I fear. Like most people are going through. And that's why it's so important for people like you, me and anybody that's trying to help people with this. Because if we do more and more of this, we can actually change lives like like nothing else, you know. So true. So true. It's, it's amazing. Just all the different things that we're holding on to that we don't even realize, you know, that they're stories because they're so close to our face, right? That we think that that's just the way things are. But in reality, we look over at other people and we're like, well, wait a minute. They're, they don't have any problem with this. You know, what's wrong with me? When instead yeah. we should just say, well, what's the belief that I'm holding yes. on to that keeps me from having that reality? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like you can look at businesses as well, that in the same industry, same demographics, same position, same manager sometimes. But the, the res- one is like phenomenal. He's doing like 100 sales a day, for example, uh, a company. And the other one is struggling can't even pay the, the the rent, for example. What is the difference? You know, like it's, it's, it's coming down to what's going on inside them, right? Like it's, it's just proven that way. I think the other thing that's tough in entrepreneurship is that really as human beings, things take time and we live in this like world where it's instant gratification. I wanna have, you know, success on every project. But the truth of entrepreneurship is you're gonna, have 80% of your projects not hit the mark and 20% are going to be successful. And if we are too short term in our thought process of like, that didn't work and that didn't work and that didn't work. Therefore, I'm bad at this. We're likely to miss the significant opportunities to reach those 20% of projects that are going to do really, really well for us. And so again, back to the money, I think it's really important to have some funding, to have a time, you know, a longer time frame than I need to make money in six months or this is a failure. Like, that's not a good place to set yourself up with. A coach can help maybe teach you some things that you could do to make money faster, but you want to stack the deck in your favor. And time is always going to be something that um, you need to have a really good relationship with it. Yeah. And I agree with you about the point that, you know, we focus so much on the results and then we are always looking at what the results are and then dictating our capabilities of who we are based on it. So, for example, one person you do an event, it doesn't work out well, it's me. 
you know, <laughs> my strategies, you know, so it's natural. It's not like you, you can't help it. That's how we're programmed for generations to think. So when you're doing that, what's happening is you're actually causing more harm because your focus, your, your mind, your attention should be always on your shining star. It should be always on that goal, the big goal. And then all these little things, oh, I don't, okay, whatever, next Next, 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 just keep going. Because your vision, your thoughts, your feelings are on that goal. Once you're in that place, then those those results can be 20%, 80%, whatever they are, it don't matter. Because you're so focused on that and you can all actually see the results then. The actual results start shifting. They become better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had understood this, I think, yeah. early on. Because I had all those beliefs that I, I wasn't probably going to be successful. So starting out the first couple of years in my business, it wasn't as successful as I thought it should be. And I think learning about failure, you know, however you want to, you don't have to use the word failure. I do because I wanted to meet that inner demon. I wanted Mm -hmm. to look at it. I wanted to become rejection proof. You know, that's another one like rejection and and fear of, you know, losing your money or losing your reputation or whatever it is that you come up with. Like I had to face those and keep moving and trust myself that I wasn't going to run away when things got hard, because I think that's why it's such a good self-development tool to become an entrepreneur because Mm. we learn so much and we have to face these things that we're totally scared about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I agree. And, and so I'm so thankful as well. Grateful and thankful that, um, you know, I, I got, I was, I'm aware um, and a lot of people, I, I find a lot of entrepreneurs, especially are not aware. The awareness is not there yet, you know, but mm-hmm. I never knew how important mindset. I didn't, uh, my whole life, I was very, I used to do posts about inspiration, motivation, but it was always on a conscious level. Like it was just like sending out good vibration. Like it's, oh yeah, yeah, be positive today. What's the PMA and, you know, all this stuff every day. But inside what was going on, we had a totally different story going on inside, like from my history, from growing up and everything, because I faced tons of failure, hit and miss, you know, hit and miss, hit and miss. I just couldn't figure out why. And then now I know. But back then I was like, it was like, this is, this is, I guess, supposed to be like that. But my parents said that, you know what, it's, you're not going to say it's going to be hard to see in business. Only a few people with money, people with resources, people with, people with backing, people with people with people with contacts. Those are the people that succeed. Um, Not my dad. My dad wasn't like that, but like family. And so those are the people that make it happen. Those are the guys that already are generationally rich. They're the ones you see on the TV. There's the one. But then you, you start seeing all these books come out. You start seeing about underdog and all this stuff. And then you realize, oh, that's not true. But <laughs> it's a program. Whatever we take in is that what we start believing. Yeah. I feel that way about, um, you know, like you have to have the it factor as a business owner. And everybody's trying to get like all these followers on yeah. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And my husband one day said to me, he's like, you know, you're really not that like easily popular person. Like that's just not your personality. You work hard for your relationships. Like people yeah. don't just, you know, fall out of the sky and be like, how can I hang out with you? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's not my story. And 
And I found that we bring the beliefs that we have personally into yeah. like our business. And then yes. we're like, oh, I don't yes. have those followers. And my husband's like, well, yes. we're like, that's just not the way you roll. Now I do have followers. People love my work, but they also relate to probably being that person who doesn't always feel like they fit in. Like I enjoy helping people who are looking yes. for community because yes. we've never really found the place that we fit in. And I'm like, yeah, that that's my place. I'm, I'm a different person. And so I think what's cool about the times that we live in is we can find our people anywhere in the world because of social media, but it's not like a popularity contest either. Yeah, for business. Because business, what you need to do is all about relationship, just like life in general, right? Mm -hmm. You just want to work on building relationships. Like when I get, you know, love and all that from people and I, I just want to talk to them. I just want to somehow get it, say, Hey, how's it going? And then, but you know, that person might think, Oh, this guy is like, this is weird. Why is it? But really it's just that I, I love um, serving. I love like building those relationships. I like to say, you know, Hey, how's it going? How's your, how are your kids? Like, I want to know more about you. That's why even for my podcast, what we do that two phase system that we do is because of that is I get to know them first and then I bring them on the show and it's more comfortable. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's everything in business, not just business, but in general, everything works on relationships. Yeah, it's, it's so good. My, my mom, when I was growing up, I brought home all the time animals. And at some point it changed to bringing home people. Like I just like, oh, I found somebody like, I, I love people. Yeah. I like animals, but I love yes. people. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree with you. It's amazing because especially if you can make an impact, Right. Like if you can actually help someone, you can make change, give them or show them a way because everybody changes their own life. We can't me and you, we can't do it for them. Right. So right. but they make the, the, the decision. They realize that, hey, something needs to change. And if you see that transformation, that's that's so beautiful. It's way more than money and all that kind of stuff. It's just that feeling you can get inside thinking he's providing for his family thinking he's, he's bringing in more money. They're, they're, their family is happier. Like those feelings are, they weigh so much more, you know? Mm, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So any other business are you involved with other than, are you doing the coaching and the book? Are you, what else are you? Yeah. So I have two things in my business. One is focused on uh, helping business coaches scale as a result of bringing their, um, their brand and their courses and all of their expertise together. Um, and then I have a group that supports the book, The Mindful Millionaire, which is going through those processes yes, and, yes. and supporting each other and building wealth over time. And then my husband and I run an Airbnb business here oh, nice. in Sedona. We yeah. also build houses. And so we're about to build a house next door that will become another Airbnb, um, a couple units. We have a commercial real estate business as well. So we are involved so, in a lot. <laughs> so Arizona, how is the construction industry? Like residential, are, people, are there builders there? I think Madame Homes is there as well, right? I'm not sure. My well, husband is it 
they are. So Sedona is pretty built out. So where we're, where we're at, it's just solo lots here and there. Uh And my husband's a general contractor. So he designs them and builds them and does everything. Uh, But yeah, it's not a great place for, um, you know, people to move to because there's a severe housing shortage right now. People want to come to this gorgeous place with red rocks. It feels like you're living in a national park. Wow. Your, your city. Yeah. Yeah. People come from all over the world to visit. It's there's what's what they say is, is that it's an energy vortex, the whole kind of valley. And so it's filled with these beautiful red rocks. You'll have to look it up if you haven't seen it. And I'm looking at one of the biggest mountains in the um, area called Thunder Mountain from my office, which is amazing. It's just a gorgeous place to live. It's about 4,000 feet in elevation. So it's not like Phoenix where it gets quite as hot, but it stays nice all year all year long on your social media do you have any pictures of that view that you talk i love mountains by the way that Ooh, just ask yeah you, I, you know pictures? it's so funny i have them here and there but it's a great idea i can't believe i, I do don't that. show if you do that can you tag me because yeah. i want to i want to see it for sure because okay. i love, love <laughs> these these things especially office views i love that Ooh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's an idea right there. Social media to start like an Instagram page on, on office views. <laughs> right? There's this one guy on TikTok, he's going to billion dollar homes. Well, what's million dollars now? But I'm saying like mansions. And they go, they go in there and they, they say, hey, what do you do for a living? And he makes a recording and he goes to each house like that. And he has a TikTok. <laughs> I came, my wife showed me the other day. Oh my God, that's, that's like a u- unique idea. That's so but, um, funny. Creativity. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Um, I want to thank you, Lisa, so much for being on the show. It was an amazing episode. Got so much information. Hopefully we impacted people and audience that listen to this. And, um, you know, all your information will be provided in the show notes. So they'll be able to connect with you. And and if they want to chit-chat, they can. You seem like a very open-door type of person. Um, and they'll, they'll, they'll love to get in touch with you. And then we'll do everything we can to, to promote you as well. Thank you so much for, for having me come. It's been a great conversation. Yes, it has been. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.